Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. Welcome back to Vegas Nation, First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news uh, and analysis. And uh, why we're just now biding our time uh, until training camp, which is closer than we probably think. Uh, Minicamp, OTA is getting wrapped up uh, this week. Minicamp last week, OTA is this week. Uh, And then it's a little bit of a siesta until training camp, uh, but we're going to be here uh, the whole way to uh, bring you everything between now and then, and then then some uh, after that. Uh, before we get to our great co-host, Sam Gordon, I uh, just want to remind everybody that Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Uh, Sam Gordon, we are uh, taping on uh, uh, Wednesday morning after uh, quite the eventful night here uh, in Las Vegas uh, watching the Golden Knights uh, win the Stanley Cup championship uh, six years into their existence. They are the uh, the best team in the world. Uh, it was a great night for Las Vegas. It was a great night for Nevada. I was uh, down on the strip uh, watching the game and and then uh, took a walk with the family from where we were over to uh, to Shiva Plaza to kind of enjoy it and take it all in with the fans. It was, it was a great scene, um, you know, tip of the cap to the Golden Knights, tip of the cap to all of our great reporters at the review journal uh, who chipped in whether they were editors photographers videographers writers columnists like yourself uh, for the tremendous coverage but wow what a night huh? first and foremost Vinny, good to be back with you on the show no doubt about it um i, I was fortunate enough to be at t-mobile arena last night helping out with our coverage team uh again ben goat said granny adam hill david shane the list goes on and on everybody that contributed our great photo staff i mean uh, electric almost seems like too cliche of a word to use Vinny. it was it was so much more than that it was it was a two and a half hour party inside T-Mobile Arena for twenty, you know, for for nineteen thousand plus people that obviously uh, continued after the game and and, and whatnot. So uh, definitely electric for the city, um, for the Golden Knights, of course, and, and for just sports uh, at large here in Las Vegas. So uh, a they've been, you know, in a lot of ways the model franchise. Granted, they the, the they've had some benefits and they've been been very strategic with how. Uh, they've constructed their team and whatnot, but they've been one of the model franchises uh, in the NHL since 2017, since they started. So uh, very cool for the city for it to come to a head with the Stanley Cup on Tuesday, on Tuesday night. Yeah. And, and as I was um, uh, there with just, uh, you know, endless amounts of people over at the uh, Toshiba uh, Plaza, taking it all in. Um, you know, well, first of all, uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to the fans. So well behaved last night, um, you know, and uh, and no shenanigans. Everyone was enjoying the moment rather than trying to make the moment about themselves and, uh, you know, be up to no good. I want to give a shout out uh, to Metro Police and all the all the agencies that were out there, um, uh, you know, keeping the peace and everything like that. And there was no having to keep the peace because everyone seemed to be behaving themselves and they were cordial and helpful and and there uh, on the on the spot just in case anything did go down so tip of the cap uh, to them but you know the prevailing thought that was kind of swirling around my head last night uh, Sam was that Las Vegas it's just an interesting place and uh, last night sort of embodied uh, the dreams that you can have here in Las Vegas and and one thing that I'm learning about my new adopted uh, hometown is um, there's there's a kind of a saying here, almost like a motto. Uh, you know, yes is the answer. What is your question? Um, in other words, 
Um, there's no no around here. There's no ceiling around here. If you have a great idea, if you have a dream, if you if nothing's too audacious, there's not enough audacity in the world. Uh, there's no ceiling. Um, it, instead of no's, you get, all right, let's fix it. Let's work on it. That's a great idea. Let's make it happen. Um, and the Golden Knights sort of sort of embody that, you know, who has the audacity to say they're going to win a Stanley Cup championship in six years? Uh, the six year of <laughs> as an expansion team, yeah, exactly. Uh, who who has the audacity just to decide to put a team in Las Vegas? Uh, and then you know the Raiders, you know, soon followed. Who had that audacity? And and in both cases, I know it hasn't quite worked out for the Raiders on the field, but by all other measures, it's been a slam dunk here for them in Las Vegas, as it has been for the Golden Knights, as it has been for the uh, for the Las Vegas Aces, as I presume it'll be for. Uh, whatever baseball team, probably Oakland A's uh, end up here and the NBA is soon to follow. Um, it's just, it's just a city that dreams big and, 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 and never says no, and just works toward making it happen. And I just felt that hanging in the air last night, Sam. Well, the franchise, Vinny, the Golden Knights, um, they fit the city and just kind of the way that they, again, the way that they constructed their team, of course, nothing in sports is going to necessarily compare to what that first year meant for that inaugural season meant for this particular city in light of the tragedy in October mm-hmm. of, of 2017 uh, and, and whatnot. But, but the, the, but with, from ownership with management, they have been to your point, Vinny, super aggressive in how they've constructed uh, their particular roster and how they built this thing. And as a result, you have a team that kind of mirrors the personality of, of the city where, where you have, uh, where it's exciting, where the game, where the, where the game itself is, a, is an actual entertainment event more than just, you know, a general sporting, uh, a general game where you have depth and flash and star power and Mark Stone and Jack Eichel and whatnot. It's a perfect kind of marriage between franchise city, personality city, and of course started in 2017. So yeah, I think whatever, you know, the teams that come here, there is a ton of upside. And and, and to your point about the Raiders, no, they haven't had the success uh, on the field yet, but it, it, it fits the Raiders, Allegiant Stadium, the, the Raider brand, it, it fits the market it's on the Raiders now to cultivate a winner to really, really cement their, their foothold here. But just in terms of what the brand has represented historically, there had, there, there is a, a real fit here um, with the city. And again, a ton of upside. I think that's why you're why, why this market is so attractive for teams now, not just for teams, for franchises, for leagues, but for events, for one-off events is because what Las Vegas uh, in so many ways represents. So yeah, I'm with you. That was on full display last night and just kind of the upside that, that this city has as a sporting town. Um, we, we haven't even necessarily tapped into it. It's just getting started and, you know, two championships, one for the aces, one for the gold Knights in a, what an eight, eight, nine month span. Vinny certainly reflects the potential and kind of, like you said, the dreams that are capable here in Vegas. Right. And, and then kind of keep it with that theme. Um, this is a town that, you know, you invest, you could be rewarded, you know, big time. And the bigger the investment, the bigger the reward um, and, you know, to circle that back to the Raiders and I know and having conversations with Mark Davis, their owner, you know, the investment that he's made in the Las Vegas Aces, um, you know, and, and and he flat out said he wishes that other owners would kind of follow suit because that investment, it might not pay off like immediately. But, you know, uh, if you cultivate it and you keep investing in it, it's eventually you're eventually going to get rewarded for that in, in investment. And again, it hasn't worked out for the Raiders on the field, but I think in every other way, they're checking off boxes. And I do think 
that the investment is there uh, to win and to build, you know, the the, the proper roster and a, a championship roster and, you know, doing things the way you kind of have to do them. And, and when it comes to roster building, and I think this year is, feels like, you know, one of those years where, you know, it could, it could ceiling out at maybe nine or 10 wins, but I think the bigger goal of to build a quote unquote championship caliber roster is what's really pushing them uh, right now, even if it takes a year or two uh, to, to get there. Uh, but but you you make the investment, um, you can get rewarded. Um, and generally, you will be rewarded if you keep making that investment. And I want to bring that that back uh, to, to the Raiders. I don't, you know, we got a chance to see them in minicamp. Uh, there were some things that I liked about this team. There's some things that, um, you know, are probably going to be issues that they're going to have to deal with, uh, certainly on, on, on defense. You know, uh, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. Maybe they have the answers uh, in the building. Uh, maybe it's going to take a, a little bit longer for them to find all the answers, uh, you know, defensively. But I certainly think offensively, especially when you put Jimmy G out there and, and Josh Jacobs, um, you know, and, and Michael Mayer, who we didn't see a whole lot of on the field or n- neither Jacoby Myers. But when you look at that offense, I feel like there's been a, there, there was an investment in pieces. And I'm curious to see how that offense is going to kind of all play out. I think it's going to look a little different, Sam, than it has in the past. But I but I do think that there's 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 the chance to for for this offense to to be really productive. I think so too, Vinny. And I think even last year, right? And I know we've talked about this on the pod a little bit, but even last year, you get one of the worst seasons of Derek Carr's career. Uh, not a real, you know, you go into the season thinking you're going to have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. You pretty much don't for the entire season, right? Guys that have made Pro Bowls uh, in their careers, hundred catch caliber players that theoretically would have complemented the skill set of a Devontae Adams, and the Raiders still kind of manufactured a way to to score a lot of points. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. I want to hang right there with me. That 12th leading offense probably is what drove, I wouldn't say probably, this is what drove the decision to move on from, from Carr. And I kind of equate that a little bit. Who's the goalie for the Golden Knights early on that every all the fans were? Marc-Andre Fleury? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you got to make a move that might seem unpopular, uh, might seem unwise to, to get a little bit further along. I don't know if that was the case with Fleury, but I think it's the, behind the thought process. Uh, of, of Derek Carr and, and resetting their quarterback situation because you bring up the 12th scoring offense. Okay. And on paper, that looks pretty good, right? Uh, 12th score, uh, you know, uh, 12th highest scoring offense in the NFL. That that's pretty good. But I did a little bit of, um, you know, uh, backtracking and looking into that um, because somebody had, it was actually uh, one of our listeners, uh, you know, hit me up and, and was like, how could the Raiders justify, you know, getting rid of a quarterback that, you know, helped orchestrate the 12th leading offense in the NFL. Well, if you peel it back a little bit, Sam, the Raiders were third in the NFL on offense as of October 25th of last season, right? At 27.3, I think, points per game, over 27 points per game. So when you talk about the 12th um, leading offense, the 12th highest scoring offense in the NFL, you also have to figure into the a part of it, the equation that, that represented a fall over the last couple of months, pretty a dramatic fall at that. Um, and it was a four point fall off by the end of the year where they were at 27 point whatever 
on October 25th by January um, or actually by the day that he got benched, that Derek Carr got benched, it was all the way down to 23 point something. So it was a four point switch. So, and that's, you know, and, and, and if you go back a step further to 2021, it was a very similar type of a situation the, 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 the points weren't as high um, at their, at their high water mark, but, but on October 25th, ironically enough of 2021, they were 10th in the NFL uh, in, in points scored, uh, right around 25 point something. And then they ended up the year as the 18th highest scoring team in the NFL. Again, those last two months were killers, uh, both in 2021, even though they made the playoffs, but there was a lot of help that they needed along the way, including their defense playing a little bit better for a stretch. And then in 2022, yeah, the 12th rank offense seems pretty good, but not when you consider they were third at one point, <laughs> you know, uh, heading into November, actually. So that change at quarterback, while while you can make the argument, wow, he was the quarterback of the 12th leading offense in the NFL, you also have to account for the fact that, yeah, but it was a major fall off toward the, in the last few months of the season and really months where you got to be playing your best football. Yeah, certainly. And I, I bring that up to say, Vinny, um, the Raiders were the 12th ranked offense that despite the worst, you know, the worst year, one of the worst years of Derek Carr's career with injuries to guys you thought would probably be your second and third leading receivers going into the season. So now after that, you reset, you bring Devontae Adams back in the prime of his career. You bring over Jacoby Myers, who I think was probably miscast a little bit as a number one receiver in New England. Uh, still very still productive in that role, yep. but now slides into a more natural number two kind of slot receiver role that's better suited to his skill set. You bring in, uh, you, you still have Josh Jacobs, and of course there's work that needs to be done. But in theory, you bring Josh Jacobs back with a more stable offensive line, uh, depending on, and of course, you know, the mystery, right, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if he's healthy and on track, I, I made very clear about how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a proven, accurate distributor of the football that has won big games. That's just the reality of it. That's not to say that him being the quarterback uh, of the Raiders this year means they're going to score 35 points a game. Not at all. But I would think at the very least, the production or the level of play you're going to get from Jimmy Garoppolo is that of Derek Carr last season, at least if he's healthy and available. And there's more upside there um, as well, given, again, the accuracy that he has, the familiarity that he has with Josh McDaniels' system. And again, it's football. There's injuries. You, there's, it's reasonable to expect you're not going to make it through the entire season you know, completely healthy. But but the, the offense last year was almost never healthy. So if there's a little bit more health from a number of parties involved, there's a plenty of good reason to say, look, this offense, regardless of what happened, was happening, the build, the rebuild, whatever you want to call it on the other side of the ball defensively, this offense should still be able to score points at a reasonable rate. If, if Again, a lot of boxes need to be checked in terms of health, but the baseline, what you have, should be pretty good. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to think otherwise. You're bringing back a first-team All-Pro receiver, a first-team All-Pro running back, uh, and 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 pieces are that that fit the skill sets of those two guys. Basically, when you didn't have any of that last year because of the injuries. When you look at uh, uh, Jimmy G, and you know, um, you 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 reference this, and it's and, it, and it's spot on. We always have to qualify it. He has to stay healthy, obviously, and it's something that he just hasn't been able to do uh, in his over the length of his career, say for a year here or a year there. And it's a big concern, you know, uh, heck, he hasn't even passed a physical yet uh, in order to get out there uh, on the field. I expect that that's going to happen, but um, who knows how long that's going to remain the case. But that aside, if that box gets checked off, let's just 
go under that um, you know uh, premise that that the that the Jimmy G health box gets checked off. Um, could we be potentially looking at a a quarterback whose whose numbers production wise might not look as um, prolific sometimes as as Derek Carr because to Derek Carr's credit. He put up pretty big numbers, um, you know, at least with yards and things like that, uh, you know, during during some seasons here with the Raiders. It might not look as gaudy numbers wise, but could we make the the argument that there's the potential that it'll be it'll be look more efficient and play more efficient and play out more efficiently? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you're probably reallocating some of the, you know, some of the past plays to running plays. Right. It's going to look different. It might have a different tempo to it. I mean, Derek Carr is a pretty good deep ball thrower. I mean, that was, I think one of the strengths, one of the strengths in his career. That's not necessarily what Jimmy Garoppolo is known for. That being said, Jimmy Garoppolo, incredibly accurate over the middle, um, you know, uh, short intermediate stuff, quick hitting stuff, really, really good at last four years, last four seasons for Jimmy Garoppolo um, completed better than 67% of his passes in all four years. So you're going to have to, it's going to be slightly different. I think it's going to take different shape. Um, but it's all about the efficiency, right? It doesn't matter how you get the job done. It's about getting the job done. Can can Josh McDaniels, you know, and his staff structure an offense to maximize Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths and and and, and therefore the strengths of the person all around him? That's what we're going to see. But I certainly think there, there's a case to be made for it. Uh, the, the, the Niners offenses, again, we understand the talent in, in San Francisco and the structure and what they had to work with. But those Niners offenses with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm were really, really, really good. But I actually think that the Raiders, at least on paper, their offense, you know, especially, you know, if, if Mayer um, turns out to be a uh, an asset early on. But I think the I think the Raiders offense, you, I mean, they, they stack up pretty well, I would say. Yeah, the skill, the skill position players are right there. You got you got an offense with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and Jacoby Myers is number two and Hunter Renfro still on the team. Right. You know, as of this moment right now. Right. Like that's. That's personnel to work with, plus a very solid offensive line. I, I think the offensive line, you know, again, I know we've touched on it, Vinny, but a lot of question marks coming into 2022, and that group answered a lot of the questions. You don't, you don't have the NFL's leading rusher if you can't block at all. It's just so it's it's been that that group. I think there's more stability on that than on the offensive line um, than there has been in the past few years, and I think that bodes well for everything else you're trying to build out with the skill position players that you have in the fold with a Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, a Hunter Renfro, Matthew Mayer, and of course, Josh Jacobs as well. It, it just feels like it always uh, lands at this doorstep. Can Jimmy G stay healthy and how much better can this defense be, right? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the million dollar question. That, that, and and because of where Jimmy G is at at this point uh, in his rehab, we didn't get to see him at all this past week. So, or these past couple of weeks with OTAs and whatnot. So if, if he's healthy by training camp, uh, and that of course is an if, uh, there's no reason I don't think this offense can't can't be better than it was, at least sustain some of the upside it had last year and be even better with 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 the tweaks that they've made in personnel. There's no doubt in my mind it can be as good or better. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, uh, this this week does end up, um, you know, it closes out uh, the offseason program. Um, and the next time we're going to see the Raiders uh, literally is uh, when they when they open training camp uh, in late July, early August. Um, I don't think that the Raiders are going to be making any significant moves, maybe, you know, maybe some 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 minor tinkering here and there uh, with the roster. But I think the Raiders um, saw what they felt like they needed to see um, throughout the offseason program to to at least feel somewhat comfortable about saying, all right, uh, I just want to get 
take this group, zero in on this group and take this group uh, to training camp and then, and then try to build the best 53-man rosters or anything that stood out to you that you feel like, you know, uh, maybe could use a little bit more tinkering uh, or are you kind of in wait and see uh, mode mode right now? Yeah, I'm with you, Vinny, kind of wait and see mode. mode. I think we knew this defense was going to be a work in progress and there's a, a lot of young players that are going to be developed on this defense and, and really excited to see kind of what, how that comes together when the pads are on and, and when you get into, when, when you, you start to see things more at, at full speed. But I, you know, right now, I think we kind of knew going in just based on the structure of the team, the salary cap situation, the strengths and weaknesses of the team that, that there, it was going to be a, you know, a rebuild on defense and kind of starting from the ground up. So uh, I'm, I'm certainly in wait and see mode. Um, I'm not, I don't have to have any crazy or ridiculous expectations from that group other than I want to see how, how young players develop. I mean, this isn't, this is, this isn't, I think a one-year project by any means. This is about you know, kind of like we talked, talked about, this is about a bigger picture, uh bigger picture thing. And, and in order for the Raiders to compete at a bigger picture, you're going to have to have a really good defense and that's going to take some time. So how those young players develop, I think is, is of the utmost curiosity to me, you're kind of going in uh, to training camp and seeing what, what, how, how that, how that unit looks um, once, once pads get going, but kind of like we touched on, I mean, I think, you know, and again, we know the Jimmy G health situation is a big variable, um, but there's a lot more certainty on that side of the ball that, that all, if he's healthy, that, that unit should be pretty good, and, and and we'll see what the defense ends up looking like once the pads come on, once, once training camp starts. No uh, doubt about it. And uh, we'll, we're going to be with you uh, every step of the way, and that includes uh, the, 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 uh, the, the I guess, the dark um, uh, phase of the uh, offseason where it's basically going to be uh, the, the see you later, you know, and see you in training camp. Uh, there's not going to be much that, 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 that happens between now uh, and, and, and then, but uh, – but um, we'll we'll still be uh, we'll be still be uh, uh, uncovering you know stones or turning over stones to see what's what's going on and what's really going down and we're going to be here uh, to to shed light on on all of it. Um, we want to say thank you to uh, all of our listeners. You're why we do this and we really appreciate uh, the sport. Thank you so much to Larry Muir. Sorry about your Miami Heat, but you can keep your head up because it was a really good year. <laughs> I don't see the Miami Heat going anywhere, especially uh, when they get Tyler Harrow and uh, and trade for Damian Lillard. Uh, that's just my prediction. Uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Uh, Sam Gordon, uh, great job last night with the Golden uh, Knights. Uh, really appreciated the coverage. Um, uh, enjoy some downtime yourself, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up, but we'll definitely be back next week. And just a reminder to everybody, Vegas Nation podcast are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Until next week, have a great weekend, uh, and we'll circle back to you guys next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.